This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Is there or isn't there a shortage of flu vaccine? The health minister says there is not. It's just that much of the first shipments were sent to high-risk settings like nursing homes. But people who are clamoring to get those shots early are telling a different tale. Long lineups, waiting lists, and being turned away. So I would like to hear from you. And uh, what is your experience? Are you worried about it? Do you have a plan? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And now I would like to bring in Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, John Papa Sturgio, who is a pharmacist with Shoppers Drug Mart, and Dr. Alisa Naiman, who is also a family physician with the Medical Station Clinic. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Hey, Libby. Hey. Um, so, you know what? First, I'm going to talk about me because I suspect that uh, at least part of my experience is, is very common out there. So uh, I first realized that th- this thing was kind of on fire because I called my pharmacy at the end, towards the end of last week, just to get a refill. And they said it was going to take longer than usual because they were being swamped with people who wanted to get flu shots. Uh, then on the weekend, I called them back thinking, okay, I'll just uh, see what the situation is. Good to get it done on the long weekend. And they told me that they were out of both regular and high-dose flu vaccine. And not just that, but that their next shipment was already allocated. Uh, and they said, uh, you know, we'll put you on a waiting list. It'll be about two weeks. And when I thought about that, I thought, you know what? Normally, I get it at the Zoomer show, which is the last weekend in October, and that's still pretty early. I did call around. I was lucky. Thank you, John Papasturgio. You had some supply. Uh, but uh, um, so the question is, uh, it's it's early. So does this mean that there's a shortage? Uh, Dr. Gorfinkel, what's happening at your clinic? Well, at our place, it's kind of interesting. We were sent 85 doses of high dose for two doctors. So what do you think? That was taken. All doses were spoken for within two days. Within two days. And how many patients? Leave us now with high dose. Answer, zero. We have no high dose left, which is very disturbing. So we called Toronto Public Health to try to, you know, get some more vaccine. And unfortunately, we were advised that we cannot even reorder it until October 19th and not pick it up. And that's us going there until October the 29th, which I think is... Isn't it? Suboptimal to say the least. Uh huh. And so you had 85 doses. How many patients over 65? Oh my gosh, hundreds. Okay. Some hundreds. I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't know the exact number, probably around 300. Dr. Elisa Naiman? 500, easy. 500, easy. Dr. Elisa Naiman, what was your experience? So uh, 
we so I have a practice of uh, seven doctors, and we have about seven thousand patients, and we received roughly three hundred and fifty regular doses and about one hundred and fifty over sixty five doses, and probably we're probably in line um, with probably having probably about twenty twenty five percent of our of our patients are probably over the age of sixty five. And so, uh, what happened? Well, so. It's actually, it's been very, very frustrating because we were initially, Toronto Public Health informed us that we were all going to be getting a shipment last week. And I guess we're one of the fortunate clinics in that we did get a shipment on our regular day last Wednesday. And originally they had said that you could reorder as of the week of the 12th, which was this week. And then last Friday afternoon, we got a communication from Toronto Public Health saying that they're having problems with distribution and that you can't reorder at all until the 19th. Um, and we've begged, we've actually begged and said, can you please just give us a little bit? We'll come and pick it up. And they're like, we're going to lose our job. You can't come and get it. We can't make an exception for you. So we're basically in a holding pattern until Monday to try to order more. And we have patients calling being very, very upset because they can't get their vaccine. And I think it, and, and this is really, it's exactly what you said that usually we're early in the, in the, like to vaccinate. Usually we don't vaccinate till the last two weeks of October, but there's just so much demand because people have been told that you need to get a flu shot and the government hasn't been able to properly distribute it in a efficient way. Mm-hmm. Well, um, what's concerning is that that compounds the pre-existing barrier of doctors not necessarily providing it in their offices, of doctors having to maintain social distancing, you know, and there's, there's other barriers that are in place during this potential twindemic that weren't there before. We, we'll, and we'll, I greatly respect Toronto Public Health, but I have to say, had we had a barcoding system in which we could follow the vaccines through, that could have changed things. Better, tighter inventory control instead of sending it out to all doctors, which is exactly what was done. Doctors who are not even giving it, they're maybe sitting in their refrigerators being unused. And I'm just greatly disturbed by that thought. Okay, let's bring in John Papasturgio. And, and John, one of the things my local pharmacy told me when they offered to put me on a waiting list, they said, you know what, part of the problem is that we don't even know how much we're going to get. So how is your supply managed? Yeah, so uh, I think... Maybe you were in the store with me. You yeah. see that you saw the volume that was going through there. So, pharmacy is now kind of the destination for flu, and and we're getting most of the traffic. I've got uh, four stores right now. Uh, only one has uh, flu shots left. That's my highest volume store. Uh, the way they distributed uh, flu shots to pharmacies was the first order was about forty percent of what you did all of last year. Uh, it came in a little bit short of that, but the reality is the volume has been much, much higher. Uh, last year, you know, during the first week of the campaign, I was probably doing 50 flu shots a day in my busy store. I'm doing about 300 a day now. So wow. you, can, you can see how that, that traffic has been amplified dramatically. And uh, um, they're trying to rush us. This is kind of the second wave of orders. We're hoping to get some uh, by the weekend, but they haven't said uh, definitively. But then again, we don't, you know, we don't control uh, the distribution. Uh, the ministry will send it to our own distribution center, and then it gets to the stores the same day. So we're just waiting for them to release it. But the volume we've seen is like nothing I've ever seen in community pharmacy before. It's, uh, you know, the lineups are constant going right out the door. And we're, you know, we're challenged with having to maintain social distancing, the logistics of how the, you know, the traffic's going to go through the stores. And we're doing COVID testing at one of my sites as well. So how do you factor all that in? So 
I just urging patients to be a little bit, uh, you know, accommodating. They're having trouble getting through, I think, a lot of times on the phone lines, but it has been just an enormous amount of traffic. Okay. Um, Dr. Naiman, how many people did you manage to vaccinate? So we're completely out of our high-dose vaccine. So we got about 150, and I probably have 100 shots left of the regular Um We've had to we've had to be creative this year because we can't have a waiting room full of people. So, actually, on Sunday on Thanksgiving, I ran a clinic and I had about seventy people come in two hours. We did it outside in the freezing cold, and everybody was very appreciative. And we originally were planned to run another clinic this weekend, and we've had to put it on hold until we get another shipment. And we have no idea when our next shipment is, and we have no idea how many shots we're actually going to get. But this is but this is an every year thing. This is how it happens every year with the distribution of the flu shot. This year, it's just much worse because there's just increased demand. Okay. I mean, uh, I want to get to that too. It doesn't seem to make sense that you don't know how much you're going to get. But I, w- I want to take a couple of calls because I know people are out there, want their flu shots and want to tell their stories. <laughs> Eileen in Brampton. Hello, Eileen. Hi there. Um, this is really, it's more than frustrating when you think on how the government is, is running, how they're doing this. I called my doctor's office, and as a senior who lives in the high percentage that we have here in Brampton, I find out that they won't even be getting anything until the end of October, early November. And then I say, oh, being that I'm, I have chronic bronchitis whenever I get the sniffles, and I ask my family doctor, uh, if possibly my husband could get the shot in the office, it's just a flat no. Um, I'm thinking that's very poor health care for me. And now we would have to go to two separate offices, which like, we, his doctor retired. And by the way, last year had no problem giving me the shot when I was in the office with him. All I had to do was give my OHIP number at the desk. You know, there are some doctors, if they're in the age group, they don't go into the office at all. Um, I, I can certainly understand how frustrated you are. Um, you could you I get on told, a waiting list or anything? I was told that I could go to a pharmacy and I said, yeah, and maybe my husband could get it with me there. And I said, well, in the pharmacy, there's no question it could happen. But the pharmacies have it where we would have to go and line up, and our own doctors can't seem to get it. Something's wrong here. I leave my heart goes out to you. I listen to that story, and I'm, I, I become at once the retired doctor, the doctor who is being told, no, you can't have it here, you know, being tur- turning you away. I'm all of those doctors. Oh my and I can God. tell you, that doctor who turned your husband away, that doctor wasn't feeling good about that. That doctor was probably feeling terrible about it and thinking, oh, my gosh, I've got to save this for, for my own patient. But, you know, and I'm her patient, and the chances like of me yesterday. getting bronchitis is very good, which will have nothing to do with COVID, but could put me in a really bad spot. You're right. absolutely right. You're and absolutely I'm, that's right. very poor care for me as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's, it's humbling. It's humbling. You know, what is a doctor to do when all the doses have been spoken for? Well, why was you know, it that, they, my, that my husband's doctor, who's retired, had no problem? It was just, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. Well, you're, maybe your doctor didn't order some because with the doctors we're talking to had an initial shipment. It wasn't what they wanted. But well, they have none. They haven't. They won't have any until the beginning of November, well, which is in Brampton. Seriously? Well, uh, that might have something to do with their ordering. Eileen, 
I wish you all the best. I I would say, why don't you start calling around at pharmacies and see if you can find some. Oh, no, I could get it at the pharmacy if I want to go out and line up where where people in Brampton wear their masks under their chins. (laughs) That, that, that too. Oh, she's gone. Libby, I was going to say, I I mean, I think, you know, Iris, the other doctor that's on, they've made a concerted effort to get a vaccine. What I'm seeing in my area, a lot of the physicians have kind of diverted this to pharmacies now as well. They've just accepted that, hey, the pharmacy is what, you know, a primary destination. So many of the physicians just aren't offering uh, a vaccination. And I think, you know, the last caller mentioned lineups. It's the first week, second week. The lineups will dissipate. You got to remember, we're offering uh, flu vaccines from eight in the morning till midnight. So uh, if you don't come at a high, high traffic time, you're less likely to come into a lineup. I mean, uh, uh, this week, I think, has been quite an exception. I guarantee you going into week two and three, we're going to see that drop down. Uh, the trends are generally the same every year. It's just here we're amplified by about 30 percent. And that's uh, what we're trying to deal with. That, that's that's uh, amazing. Uh, Dr. Naiman, uh, I mean, you know, that people can get appointments. Um, how are you handling your patients now? Are you giving them appointments for when you hope you'll get the next shipment? Um, so we ran into that problem because we had pre-booked patients for appointments and with the uh, understanding that we would have been able to reorder on Tuesday. And now we've basically, we are, we're canceling patients who are, who are booked. And all we tell people is, listen, we're going to get the vaccine in. You're early. We still have time to get it. We have your name down and you will get called and you will get a shot. And just try to hang in there. It's just, it's very anxiety provoking for everybody because everybody's been told you need to get your, your shot. And I think it's one not of available. the big issues is that it pits interests against one, one another. So, for example, how, does it, how is a physician to prioritize this? Do we prioritize it basically on, on high-risk medical conditions, on age alone, or, or on it being our patient versus someone else's patient? And I, just, I say this not to, not to reflect my own subjective thinking, but rather to point out what is happening. Like, what, what is going through a doctor's mind when they either accept that outside patient or not? But these things are complicated. In fact, there is no clear guideline on what a doctor, sh- how a doctor should behave, and certainly not within a pandemic setting. I think we have to make the most of the vaccine supply that we have, try to be- make the best use of it by saving the most lives possible. Okay. And, I, and to that, Iris, I think during the first couple of weeks of, the vaccine season, we try at pharmacy to focus and call in our high-risk patients, patients with comorbidities. Uh, um, historically, that's worked very, very well. I find this year we're getting way more like drop-ins, people just coming in uh, right out of the gate. I think the media did a good job uh, saying that the campaign was starting, and that's kind of affecting our ability to get to those high-risk patients as well. You know, it, it's interesting. I was, I want to get to that, um, in, in, uh, in a few minutes, but I think part of this is a good news story is that the message is getting out there. Oh. Um, but first, uh, let's hear from Diane in Burlington. Hello, Diane. Hello, Libby. Thank you for taking my call. Go ahead. I just wanted to let you know that two weeks ago here, my family doctor had a drive through. Uh, for people over 65, and uh, both dosages were available, depended on what you wanted. 
and it was so successful. And I'm I'm not sure if he has planned another drive-through uh, for younger people or not. But knowing him, he probably is going to do it again. They had the two, there was a nurse who came out uh, and helped us. Uh, all you had to do was roll down your your window in the car and get your flu shot. Wow. Uh, I, I I hadn't heard of anybody receiving, certainly not high-dose vaccine, two weeks ago. Uh, I don't well, know. How he did, did he manage that? He did. I don't know how, but it'll be two weeks tomorrow that the drive through happened. Well, and you know what? Two weeks? That means, uh, you know, it takes two weeks to kick in, so you're good to go for the winter, Diane. I'm good to go now. I just thought I'd give you a different uh, viewpoint. Okay, Diane, maybe thanks other so much doctors for that can think about that too. You know? Okay. Maybe. Thanks a lot. Thanks for that perspective, Diane. It's interesting. You know, the thought of doing a drive-through clinic would be very appealing. The problem, though, every now and then somebody passes out after getting a shot. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what goes through my little doctor's brain is, uh oh, you know, they're supposed to kind of sit around for ten minutes after getting the shot, just. This is a safety precaution. And and you know what? I think that family doctor is probably more practical than I am because ultimately how many people pass out? Very, very few. But that's what, it, that you know, that could be a concern. Uh, so I, I want to get to this whole business. I mean, again, it is very early because usually I think even the earliest people, as Dr. Naiman was saying, get their vaccines at the end of October. So th- this seems like a, a really successful public health message. <laughs> Am I wrong, Dr. Naiman? I think, I think you're exactly right. I think that the normal pressures that we have for the distribution of the vaccine have just become compounded because because the government and public health, the media, and just everybody feels that we need to do something and people want the vaccine. It's just frustrating because people are stuck waiting. But you, you're, you, people just have to really, everybody will get the shot. The government has ordered more shots than they ever had. And it's just a matter of just waiting. You'll get the shot. There's, there's, no need to rush to get it now. You can easily get it in the next week or two as the supply starts to come in. And sometimes people will say it's too, sometimes it's bad to get it too early because you could have a second peak of the virus later in the winter. And if you get it too early, your immunity might have worn off. So everybody just has to realize everybody just do your part, get the shot and you will get the shot. Just hang in there. The supply will start to, to come, to come through to, to, to the doctor's offices and to the pharmacies and, um, I hope the government is listening and realizing the frustration because we're going to have way more anxiety when people want the COVID vaccine. Okay, let me give the numbers out again. I would like to hear from our audience about, again, their experiences with the flu vaccine. Did you try to get it? Were you successful? Were you not successful? I know that previously people were getting advice, hey, don't wait for the high dose, take the regular one. I don't know if people are doing that because, as we said, it's very early on in the season. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 4740. And uh, Iris, have, uh, did you give, are you giving some people the regular shot rather than the high dose? Yes, we are. Absolutely. Because what is more critical is getting it earlier as opposed to having the high dose. So, what do we know about high dose? Why is there such a big deal about high dose over 65? 
The, the theory goes like this, and it's more than theoretical. As we age, especially for every decade after the age of 50, there's actually a decline in our ability for our body's immune system to fight off infection. In a depressing term called immunosenescence, that puts us at higher risk of all sorts of things, including pneumonia, for which we have effective vaccinations. There's also a higher risk of getting shingles, for which we have an effective vaccination now, actually two. And on top of it, higher risks of flu. And not just flu itself, but hospitalization and death from flu. So if you look at all those, it makes a lot of sense to get the vaccination. The high dose gives you an extra 24%. That's not all that much. What matters more is getting it on time and getting it early as possible. So if faced with a difficult choice of do I wait for the high dose or do I get the regular dose, the answer is you get the regular dose sooner rather than wait for the high dose. Um, John, do you still have supply of high dose? Yeah, we're, we're going to run out today, I think, at the, the, my last store that has high dose left. We'll run out sometime today, and we'll be out. And then, yeah, we'll be faced with that same question. We, we will have quadrivalent vaccine available. Uh, um, I think we're going to assess, you know, patient, patient by patient, make the, the clinical decision. But, again, we anticipate having uh, hopefully some high dose vaccine again on the weekend. So it's not going to be very long, this window of time that we go uh, without vaccine. And I'm anticipating later into next week, this, these lineups that we're seeing should, should dissipate. I, I'm, I'm just curious. So how come uh, you can get vaccine a lot uh, quicker and easier than the doctor's offices? I don't know. I think historically we, would, we, would have to, we were allocated through public health, like the physicians. This year uh, it's changed in, in District Postal Code M, where it's going through our own distribution center. So Shoppers Drug Mart has a distribution center, and we get them. Uh, to our stores. Uh, we still wait on the ministry to deliver uh, the supply uh, uh, to us, but once it gets there, we're very efficient at uh, getting a product into stores. We do it on the same day, and I think that's what's speeding it up for us. Uh, the rate limiting step right now is just waiting for the ministry. The minute it lands uh, in Mississauga at our distribution center, it, with the same day, it'll get into uh, many of the GTA stores in the surrounding areas. And this is something that's uh, really a public health thing here in Toronto, like outside of uh, Toronto and other provinces, self-distribution through the regular pharmacy supply chain has been the norm. We've been advocating it for the last few years. We finally, uh, you know, got them to kind of cave in. Uh, I mean, it seems to me, you know, public health, uh, we uh, we have a lot of respect for public health, but maybe distribution is not their strong suit and doesn't seem like it makes sense for them to be getting into that business or, or in that business once a year. Uh, Dr. Naiman, do you have a view on that, don't you? Well, this is, we've had this problem every single year. Every year, we have no idea of when the shipment's going to come, how much we're going to get. We place an order, and we, we never get what we order. So this is just sort of the typical that happens on a, on a yearly basis. It's just that now there's just too much de- demand, and I'm sure that they're having problems. You know, they have to maintain distance in the distribution center. They have to distribute all of these things. It's just the system was already strained, and now it's fractured. This is not a new problem for Toronto Public Health, nor for other public health units. We're actually behind the eight ball, and we've been, it's been recognized for years that inventory management is not a strong point. Why should doctors have high-dose influenza vaccinations sitting in their fridge that they did not request 
knowing in advance that they were not going to give it. That's a major problem. And you when know doctors of doctors... Like, two of us are trying to give it to our patients. That's a major problem. That do you needs know... to be fixed and can be. Sorry, sorry, Iris, do you know for a fact there are doctors who did not order any who yeah. have it? Yes. Maybe they but, should... And, and we're trying to... I'm trying to reach out to those doctors to try to get their vaccination into our refrigerator so that we can get them into patients in a timely way. As timely as we can. I think time is of the essence. And, you know, I, I recognize, oh, it's another week, another two weeks. But it's not a typical time. You know, we're in the potential for a real twindemic. Kids are going back to school. Weather is getting clo- much colder. We're seeing upwards of 10,000 deaths in Canada now directly from COVID-19. And I have been humbled to the point where I just, I just think if there's something that can be done and we have it, and it's literally a few yards away from me, I should be able to get it and provide it to my patients. Okay. Um, just, you know, one thing, uh, uh, the overall rate of flu vaccination, and please correct me because I got this from someone, uh, usually is something like 42%. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Sounds that, a right. So uh, based on, on what you're seeing now, how high do you think it'll go? So this year, it's... It's a struggle every year to get patients to have the flu vaccine. Everybody is very suspicious and skeptical and doesn't want to do it. And it really takes a lot of work to convince people to do it. And for the first time this year, I've had people who have never had a shot who have asked to have a shot. So I would imagine that this year, and hopefully everybody will do their part and will get the shot, that hopefully we'll have a way better uptake than we've had in the past. Anybody have a have a theory about a number on that? Yes. The overall statistic is a 20% increase in influenza vaccination demand. And there was an in- interesting paper recently published that looked at over 90,000 patients who had COVID-19. And, and what's fascinating is they found that they fared close to 20% less deaths from COVID-19 in the group that had the influenza vaccination. You know, so that's a pretty profound difference. And there was also about a 17% reduction in the likelihood of needing aggressive respiratory support. We're talking about mechanical ventilation. So there were, in fact, differences that the flu shot may help prevent COVID-19 bad outcomes. Yeah, yeah I... We, uh, we, we, we got into that. We had a guest last week. We were talking about that. So bottom line, uh, Ontario ordered uh, uh, 700,000 more doses. Is that going to be enough? John? I think so. I think so. I think so. I think, I think what we're seeing now is the initial tidal wave of demand. I think it's going to die off, and we generally see that uh, year over year. So I think we're, you know, with a 30% increase in the in the overall supply, I think we'll be okay. And just to add to Iris's point, Iris, I'm living proof of that. I know we spoke about it. You know, I had uh, I had a very serious uh, illness back in February where, you know, they thought it was COVID, kept testing negative. It ended up being influenza B, probably as a secondary infection. And uh, um, I think I was lucky to be vaccinated because I was able to recover. But it was a pretty scary period of time. And now I have COVID antibodies. So I wow. probably... I probably had COVID followed by an influenza secondary infection, and that's popping up in the literature where, uh, you know, people tend to start to recover and then uh, influenza creeps in. So 
very important to get vaccinated. You know, if you can't get it this week, you can't get it next week. We'll get you vaccinated. But I think uh, I think we're going to be okay with respect to the overall supply. Okay, uh, we're really out of time. I'm going to take one very quick call, uh, Margaret in Toronto. Oh, hello there. Hi. If you could tell us quickly, please. I'm out of time. Uh, yeah, I, I had my name down at Shoppers. I found out through someone else that they had a waiting list. This was back in September. Uh, so I registered, and I also registered with Shoppers Online to get uh, an email alert. But I happened to be in the store on Tuesday, October 6th, and I heard people asking about the flu shop, and we're getting it there and then, and that was before 9 a.m. So I got mine on October 6th. Good for you. And that was in Scarborough. Okay, thanks for your call. Libya, check the, like, have the, uh, all patients, check the flu shop finder online. So if you have a local shopper's drug mark, before you go in, you could check online and it'll tell you if you have vaccine, if we have vaccine. And if you've registered your email, you'll get an e-alert and they'll tell you when we're in stock. So you don't have to keep calling the store or running in. Uh, you just real quick online and uh, uh, you can find out immediately. Okay, and uh, I guess check with your doctors, um, Alisa and Iris, and you, or you'll be calling your patients when, when the vaccine comes in. Well, certainly. We'll be sending out an email blast to patients, letting them know it's available again. Okay, sounds good. We're out of time. Fascinating conversation. I'm sure this will come up again. Thank you so much, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, John Papasturgio, and Dr. Elisa Naiman. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.